Okay. Ready? We'll do. A, let's do one, two, three, four, five, and then clap on six. Okay. But do. But you got to do the ands. One and two and three and four. That. Yes. And then we'll clap five and and clap on six. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Together, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Nope. Here we go. Okay. One and two and three and four and five and. Oh, I forgot to clap. God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. I don't know, I don't know why that makes me laugh every time. <laughs> Just that little second of hesitation between the clap and then hearing your clap coming. I'm like, what? Well, for whatever, for reasons, for reasons that I just don't understand, as I said before, it, there's no, there, it's synced up perfectly for me. We should talk, we should talk about how we don't understand how this works at the beginning of every podcast we do. Yeah. Well, and I, it could be a thing. I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I kind of think I understand it, but I don't understand it. It does make me think like there's so many things that, we think we know that we take for granted and having a kid, I've got a four year old and, uh, that's some humbling shit, man. Like, I don't know really basic things that I just accept about reality. You know? Like what? Well, like what is the internet? Oh <laughs> yeah. No, that's like exactly what the fuck is it? Like, I don't know. Your, your first reaction is like, I got this. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Then when you start thinking about, well, where do let's see, where do I begin here? Mm, it's a network that's invisible. It's well, you send information, but you can. There are t- wires underground, I think. Or wait, is it all wireless? Ne- like I don't know what it is. I don't know what the fucking internet is. Do you? Do you know? No, I don't. I mean, I, 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 I know that they're they're they've built now these huge like warehouses that are stocked with rows and rows and rows of computers that um, have... Is that, know, where, is that where the hard internet dr- is? <laughs> well, it, it's, where, it's where... I mean, the internet now is different from the internet 20 years ago from the internet 30 years ago or whenever it started. I mean, when it started, there was, you know, like a couple computers uh, kind of linked together. There was, you know, maybe 10 big computers uh, linked together at colleges or universities or something. And then as people started getting their own computers and having little servers, it's grew. But now of course there's so much information with Instagram and social media and stuff. There's so much stuff being put on these servers that they have to build these giant warehouses to store all this information. Yeah. I heard a Steven Pinker interview on the, uh, on the Joe Rogan podcast. He was saying that like more, more content is created on the internet in an hour than in all of human history before it. In a fucking hour. Yeah. And we're making a podcast. We right are. Now. We're, yeah. like a, we're like the tiniest little minnow in the ocean of podcasts right now. But we're hoping that we're going to grow into a giant uh, whale shark. I like that you're using that metaphor. I was going to use the obliquer metaphor, which would be the pebble in the waterfall. 
<laughs> I, oh, I, the, I, old, I, the old pebble in the I'll, water. Uh, yeah, I, I, your, I, I remember hearing applause. that when I was a four-year-old Japanese boy growing up in, in Samurai <laughs> Village in the 1400s. For a second, it, it, I, I couldn't place it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was from 800 years ago when I was growing up in fucking Shogun Japan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are like the pebble in the waterfall. <laughs> what? What does that mean? You will find out one. The story. By the way, they were speaking English back in 1400. Of course. Fucking Shogun era Japan. By the way, this is the extent of all my knowledge of Japan. Shogun Shogun, which was some miniseries back in the 70s. Well, now you you know the proverb of the pebble in the waterfall, dude. I can make up some shit about Udo. No, that was the Udo period, bitch. <laughs> the the Udo dynasty. Whatever. You just say something that sounds vaguely Japanese and then you add dynasty at the end of it. Oh, that was the uh the hon- Itura. Itura dynasty. That was the Shangshang dynasty. Shangsung. <laughs> yeah, Zung Tong. I'm mispronouncing it, but I can spell it for you. D S U N G T S I P Y A N G. Hey, so Xiangfang. So one of the Xiangfang dynasty. <laughs> So one of the premises of the show is we talk about something we like or maybe something we don't like. I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're definitely not okay. And uh, here's one thing I don't like. I don't like when people say certain words with an accent. Like like when someone is talking about cooking and they're talking like me, perhaps, uh-huh. and they're like making spaghetti. And then I'm making the spaghetti and then I add a little mozzarella. And then they, they like put this huge accent on the one word. So you're saying you don't like me, basically. Do you do that? Let me see. Hey, uh, do you have any mozzarella? <laughs> hey, this is great pasta, Mom, but do you have any mozzarella? <laughs> right. I'm going to have spaghetti. Or, or like... Mama, I need some mozzarella. Oh, mama mia, the meatball is a spicy. We're like, I'm like... I uh. love accents. By the way, I love accents. And I love people using them. I... If you just if somebody talks in a in an accent, I don't care which one it is, it makes me laugh. So I'm kind of the opposite of that. Well, no, I mean if someone's being funny, great. But when someone's trying to like, it's like a culture signal. It's, I'm like, hey, uh, Jeff, you're not cultured. You can't. You had a burrito or whatever. I'm like, stop. <laughs> no, stop I know it. what I know what no, I know what you're talking about. It's it's if somebody's affected, like if they're doing it sort of in an affected way, like. Sort of like a, hey, look, man, I know the correct way to say it. Uh, so I'm just, you know, I'm going to say it the correct way. I'm not going to say it the American way. I'm like, fuck you, man. Say it the American way, I bitch. Just, yeah, I know. I just think it's okay to say things in your accent instead of pretending to be Spanish for a fucking second. Well, here's the, here's the bottom line. If you're going to say something, be funny. If not, don't say anything. Man, I think about that all the time. This, that's, that's something you and I have been talking about for years now. It's like so many people... And this really surprises me when it's adults. Because kids don't... Man, kids don't know. You have to learn the hard way that almost everything you say is boring. And, <laughs> but it, adults... That's so true, though. But adults, who it's like they haven't been properly ground down by a life. Or they're just dumb. But it's like... Some people tell the longest, most windy... Or, or the, worst, the worst thing, dude, is like, Oh, man, I had the craziest dream last night. You never oh. want to hear anything after that sentence. No. Because then they can't even really remember it. 
oh, I was, I was, I had bat wings. Or wait, were they dove wings? I was flying in a cave, and my dad was there. I'm like, oh God, I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah, the only thing worse, maybe there are worse things in. Oh, I had this dream last night. Then the next part, there's. Oh, I wrote this poem. Oh or, God. Uh, <laughs> there's check out this song I wrote. Or uh, here's some lyrics to a song I wrote. Uh, I mean, there, there's all of it falls into the category of no, no thanks. Someone recently reached out to me, and uh, I guess they're a fan of either some of the music I've done, maybe the music I've done with you, or maybe they're a fan of my other Metallica podcast. But they basically emailed me and said, "Hey, I have this like really uh, important poem that I wrote for something. I don't, I don't remember what it was." <laughs> Like, like important, but by the way, the way you said import, the way you said important, which was important, important, uh, important, important poem, important poem. Anyways. Well, anyway, it's special to them. That's funny. And they, and they basically asked me to write music to it. Oh my God. And I didn't know, I can't, what am I going to say? Like, oh no, (laughs) not interested. That's the only actual, you got to say no to that. Well, if somebody uses the word important before a poem that they wrote, then you have to just say no to everything. I don't think she said important. She didn't mean self-important. She meant. Oh, it was a she? It was a chick. And she was like, like, I think. Then then you just got to go by boob size after that. Like her dad died or something. (laughs) And she wrote a poem about it and asked me if I could put it to music. Doesn't matter. She's like, hey, dying. I wrote this poem about my dad dying. Would you mind putting music? I'm like, mm, could you send me a picture of your boobs first? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the only thing. That's what you have to do. You have to go, look, this is an impo- th- Look, this is going to take up a lot of my time. I need to see your boobs. Listen, this and way. Then, <laughs> and then you go, uh, yeah, I don't have enough time, look, <laughs> depending this, on the size yeah, of the boobs. Look, this wave's going to crash and break either way, to the left or to the right. And uh, I'm going to need to see that cup size before uh, I can commit some time to this. I, I, but I did end up just telling her, like, hey, I, it, you know, just send it along. And if I have time, I'll try to do it. I, of course, haven't done that because I don't have time. And you haven't seen her boobs. And she hasn't seen the boob pic yet. So, yeah, jury's still go. out. Well, there you go. We Again, we've lost a few people now. There might have been one or two ladies listening to this. They're not now. They're off. Well, if if you're offended and you're still somehow listening, we're, of course, joking. I would never do that again. So. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I, again, I I said this on our last podcast. You kind of have to know who you and I really are as human beings. Like we I feel like we can say shitty things like that because neither of us are sexist we're not misogynist we're not racist we're not we're empathetic sensitive people we care about people's feelings we want people to be happy we don't think that somebody's better than somebody else because they're a man or a woman or what color they are or where they're from or what their religious beliefs are we're all the same we're all human beings but some things are funny and some things aren't funny and and uh, as far as i'm concerned and i feel less to less of a degree with you because you are a little bit more uh concerned about what people think i think uh nothing's off limits when it comes to funny and uh and so we're gonna say some shit that sounds bad but it's not meant bad it's just meant to sound funny well i mean what do what do people want to hear from a podcast do they want to hear 30 minutes of two liberal musician types 
virtue signaling the whole time, or do they want to hear us just fucking talk the way we would normally talk? And right. And the thing is, like, you have to. You have to be an adult, and you have to fucking grow up and contextualize shit. You have to remember what it's like to just be offended and move on and be fine with it. And, like, I was telling someone, I was having an argument with, like, a super liberal, like, this new wave of liberals that just are get butthurt about everything. And just the power of, like, words. And, you know, you and I, like, words are our life. We write, we write you know, you and I write songs and write poems and are always looking for clever ways to communicate in that way and... It's like people who want to make certain things or topics off limits. It's like it doesn't make any sense to me because who gets to decide, you know, like what everyone can or cannot talk about? I'd rather just let people say whatever the fuck they want and we'll all make up our own minds about it. I agree. I agree completely. We're living in a society where if you say something off color, you can lose your entire like uh I mean, don't get me wrong. I, we're going to touch on something now that that's real touchy, which is that Roseanne Barr uh, tweet that she made, right? And, and where they canceled that show, which costs a lot of people their jobs and a lot of people their livelihoods. And uh, you know, Roseanne's going to be fine. She's got plenty of money. And uh, but you know, at the end of the day, no matter how offensive what she said was, it's still just her being a comic and saying something that she thought was funny. It was offensive. It was fucked up. It was racist. But we live in a society that's supposedly a free society where you have freedom of speech and you can say anything you want. I, I feel like we're living in a, in a in a time where, like, look, I get it. You, you you're like you 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 don't like what she said, but do you have to penalize all these other people that are going to lose their jobs? Are going to you know like why not just let America decide if they want to watch her fucking show or not? Like. And I get it. They're like, oh, no, we don't. Uh, we're we're network and we can't be associated with this and blah, blah, blah. But I feel like that's just people covering their fucking ass because they don't well, give a fuck. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't really think it has a lot to do with any type of moral conviction. I mean, right. that, that was just following money and ratings. And, you know, like she made a big enough stink because of the where culture's at. And I thought, I thought it was, she, I think she's pretty gross anyway. I think she's a, you know, like I wasn't sad to see her go, but yeah, it is scary. Of like, you could lose your whole because that really did affect a lot of people who who were pretty innocent. You know, like and and not even just the other actors, but like the crew and you know agents and managers. And there's a whole ripple effect from that. That I don't know. I don't know. It's it's all fucked up. Joe Rogan talk. They've been talking about how like she was on Ambien and she's got PTSD and. That all that factors kind of into it too. Like, I, I think know. at the end of the, I think at the end of the day, she was saying something that she thought was funny and also mean. She wanted to be mean. She wanted to be funny. She was one of those. She was just mean, right? And and uh, and I'm sure she regrets it. Whatever. She, you know, I I say all kinds of things. Uh, nothing like. I mean, that's granted that's for sure over the line and and ridiculous and it and it shows a sign of somebody who whatever is maybe crazy but i i again i'm just worried about uh i'm just worried about how i'm at the end of the day what's important for me is freedom freedom of expression whatever that is and i get i get like 
uh, people being mean and hateful and stuff like that, and uh, and and wanting to get, you know get rid of that, especially you know when you have like you know like the Russian trolls coming and like putting information out there. I mean, I've opened up some stuff. I've clicked on some stuff on Facebook. I've clicked on some stuff on Twitter where I'm like, where I just get in enraged. I'm like, oh my God, this is fucking completely fabricated. And then I realize, hey, hold on a second. Who's writing this? They obviously, whoever wrote this wanted me to get enraged. They wanted me to feel this way. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm just going to step back. And not engage because that's going on. Like people are trying to divide people. They're trying to get people riled up. Well, and it, yeah, it, well, it's, yeah, there's a few things I'm going to say that. It is scary that we live in a, we live in a time where there's so much metadata about what, like people can gather so much information about you from your digital life. Like all the AdSense, you know, ads that come up on your Facebook, which I haven't been on Facebook in like five years, but ads that come up that are like specifically tailored to conversations that you've been having or you know i was writing a country song the other day with my friend rose and we were we, something about we were writing some shit about jim beam it was a it was a country song and i got like ads on my instagram for jim beam and we were just sitting there writing a song you know what i mean so so much information can be gathered about how to divide people and so that information falls into the hands of people with shitty motives, and that that just gets really dicey. It makes me scared for my kid. Uh, the other thing about Roseanne that I think is important to remember, because I'm with you, like I'm looking around at the world and and like this sort of um, character assassination when someone fucks up or makes a mistake or says something off color. But it's also like it's like she didn't go to jail. She still has freedom of speech. Like there just are social consequences for shit you say. Right. That's true. I mean, yeah. I mean, when I look at it that way, I'm like, okay, she, yeah, this wasn't illegal. She does have freedom of speech. And then these people have the freedom to not work with her if they don't feel like working with somebody who they find offensive. I get it. But I feel like, I don't know. But you know, but you, what was it? Was it Fox? Was it Fox, the network? No, it was like CBS or NBC. It was one of the three. Well, it doesn't matter. No, none of the ne- those networks care about people. That's that's what kind of feels so gross about it too. Is like right, them virtue signaling like, oh, we we won't stand for that. I'm like fuck, fuck you. Yes, you do all the time. It's just your ass is on the line now. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, right. Just... If if they knew who Roseanne was, they yeah. they they they've dealt with her. They know you know, what kind of person they're dealing with. It was only because that went huge on the internet and people started giving them a bunch of feedback. Then they're like, oh shit, I guess we need to, you know, I guess we better do something, cover our ass. Here. Well, here's what they, here's what they didn't care about. Before she made that, the stinkeroo, she was kind of doing this make America great again, pro Trump stuff. And she, and she probably brought a lot of those people to that network for ratings. I bet they didn't give a shit about that. Meanwhile, Donald Trump, blatantly racist, openly racist all the time, says some of the worst things you can say about non-white people. But until she makes that stink, they're totally like, "Oh, we're apolitical." You know what I mean? Like we're 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 staying out of it. We think Roseanne is a is a is a an artist and a personality. We're happy to have at the network. It's just it's hypocritical to me. Well, the hypocrisy is crazy. Let's talk about something that we uh, like. Mm. Porno. Uh, 
<laughs> no, no, no. What? Uh, I actually, I thought of something. Uh, let's talk about, I mean, this is kind of in the same vein as the stuff we're talking about, but I, I have been watching uh, Who is America? Have you watched that? No. Do you know what that is? No. Who is America is a show on the Showtime. I think there's been like three or four episodes. It's Sasha Baron Cohen's new show where he t- he pretends to be these four different personalities and then interviews people. And it's in it's amazing what he's been able to do with these interviews. I, 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 I'm not big on the... Uh, is it the whole... Is it like his Bruno and like Borat shit where he's... People think he's this real person that he's pretending to be, and it's this big, it's this big commentary on culture. Is it, is that what it is? is that what it's exactly is? what it is. So he's got t- four new characters that aren't like those other characters that people knew about. And before this show came out, nobody's ever seen these characters. So uh, over the last however long it's been, year or whatever that he's been filming these the show, uh, people have been duped by these by these personalities. Now I'm, I'm with you too. I, there's some of that where I'm like, yeah, this is fucked up and it's easy to, you know, trap people and bait them and stuff. But some of this stuff that these politicians say and actors and, and people that he has on film say is amazing. It's just, it's amazing. It's not necessarily a funny show, even though I have laughed some, uh, it's not funny necessarily, but it's indicative of how hypocritical and how much people will just say anything that's fed to them and and pretend that it's true and real and that they're being honest and uh, genuine when they're clearly not. It's pretty amazing. Hmm. And I mean, it's going to cost some people already. I know uh, I heard that one of the guys uh, resigned, uh, which is incredible. Uh, and uh, there's some other people that I'm like, I don't know how these people are going to get reelected with this, with what they've said so he, they've so, done on so this show. So he talks to politicians. Is that it? Yeah. I mean, he had Dick Cheney on there. It's, it's pretty crazy who he's gotten on this show. Well, Anyways, that's the premise of that is so hard too, because once that show airs, you know, it's like that, what the shelf life of that is, he must've just done all the previously done all this and then had it all saved up for like an episodic release. Right. Right, right. After this season, he's not going to be able to use those characters again because people know about it and probably would have a hard time making up new characters because now people are going to be on guard for it. Hmm. I don't have Showtime, but I'll check it out. I am interested in LeBron James's new show. Uh, have you seen this, Uninterrupted, on HBO? No, I haven't seen it. It's like a, um, it takes place in a barber shop, and it's just like, a, it's called Uninterrupted, and it's like a, and a quote unquote uninterrupted conversation with him and like artists. And I think the first episode is him, Snoop Dogg, John Stewart. They talk about race, they talk about culture, uh, sports, f- entertainment. And it sort of kind of a supposedly advertises a no holds barred convo, which I didn't so you know. Haven't, you, you haven't seen it. No, I don't think it's quite out yet. <laughs> so we're talking about something we haven't seen. Well, that's okay. I'm just saying. No, no. I, yeah, yeah, it's fine. But it, yeah. What do you think about LeBron James? Uh, I don't think about him very much. I mean, he's a handsome man. And he's you think obviously he's a handsome a formid- man? He's a handsome man. He's a formidable basketball player. <laughs> if, I was a, if I was a lady, I'd, I'd, I'd want to hang out with him. He seems cool. Hmm. I don't know anything about him. Yeah, well, they're saying he's like the greatest basketball player since Michael Jordan. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's opening up this school in, in Ohio called uh, the Promise School. 
Oh yeah, that I have heard about that. That looks really cool. I I was reading about it the other day for the first time. I don't really follow sports very much, and then I was like, I was like getting kind of choked up reading about it. Like this dude's like a fucking hero, man. Yeah. And then I of course read, then read the tweets where Trump called him a stupid, called him stupid, and I just thought, what the fuck is going on in the world? The president's calling LeBron James stupid. He's opening up a school for kids. Well, I mean, A, that's not surprising. And B, who, I mean, really, that's a snowflake uh, in, a, in a, a field covered with snow. Let me ask of, you this question. Of ridiculousness. Will you be getting the new Tool record? Fuck yeah, I'm going to get the new Tool record. When's that come out? Uh, there's, it, they're recording it right now. They're saying it's going to be out by the end of the year. Uh, uh, yes. Do you the answer? Do you know how many years? Will, how many years it's been since their last record? It's got to be ten years, right? It's more. It's been twelve. That's so weird. That is that really seemed weird. like it. It seemed like it came out maybe five or six years ago. How did? How do they do that? How do they go on that long of a hiatus and still have momentum? That's how such, about they're not on iTunes? They're not on Spotify. Love it. They're they're not on either of the two main streaming platforms i love it it's crazy i know it's pretty cool the only only way you can get their music is to buy a cd (laughs) like that's crazy or vinyl that's that's crazy and they can tour the entire world and sell out stadiums which is crazy well they i think they do arenas arenas yeah you know but I mean, yeah, they can go play Istanbul and do thirty thousand people, which is crazy. Yeah, isn't that wild? I'm stoked for the new record too. I know you're a big Tool fan. I was I was surprised to learn that you were a big Tool fan. Well, I I I like uh, I like good lyrics. I like good melodies, and I like uh, I like what they do. I mean, they're they're doing they to me. Tool is what I like about music, which is like, fuck you. There are a whole lot of fuck you. I like the fact that they didn't show, they didn't have any pictures of themselves for years and years, like no publicity pictures, which I thought was amazing that they could actually walk through their own crowds at their own shows and not be recognized. That's pretty amazing. You know, you know, I saw walking through a crowd once at, at their show and they just so did not blend in. And it was so weird is Rob, Robert Smith of The Cure. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, 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 I went and saw the Curiosa Festival Tour in like 2003 when they were touring that self-titled record they put out. Uh, and he's just walking around. And did he look like Robert Smith? He, he looked like Robert Smith. He didn't did, have, he have the, did he have the lipstick? No. Well, no. He didn't have like white face and like lipstick, but his hair was all fucked up. And he had, I think he did have eyeliner on. So, I mean, it looked, it was him. Wow. And people weren't really talking to him, but he's just sort of lumpily walking around at his own. Well, show. he's probably he's probably older. He's probably fatter. Yeah. Here, here's what I know about me: like the pictures you see of me on the internet, uh, not the live stuff, but any publicity photo, anything that's in a, a, a article or whatever, it's me looking my best looking my thinnest, looking my youngest. It's been photoshopped. It's been tampered with. So when I go out in public uh, here in Austin, and Austin's really the only place that I might be recognized because people know me here. 
But even in Austin, I'll go out and people don't recognize me because I'm older than, I don't look like I look in those pictures. I'm older. I've got gray in my beard. I'm fat. Uh, so when people see me, they're like, uh, that looks kind of like an old fat gray version of Bob Schneider, but that can't be Bob Schneider. And then a few years ago, I lost like 50 pounds and, uh, and over the course of a few months. And after a couple months of losing this weight, people just started recognizing me all the time. They're like, Hey, you're Bob Schneider. I'm like, yeah, I look like my pictures, bitch. And now I'm back to fat old Bob Schneider. So. How did it feel to be more to be recognized more? Like, do you, I, I, are, are you I a person it. who likes that? Yeah, I mean, I love being recognized because I don't. I'm not recognized all the time. I'm sure if I was like Robert Smith or Bruce Springsteen or something, where you couldn't go anywhere without people just mobbing you all the time, I can't imagine how old that would get. But when you aren't recognized, and then you are recognized, you really feel like oh. I've done something with my life where some stranger knows who I am. Well, so here, it makes you feel pretty good. Here's what happens to me, and we can we can end with this story. I am not a famous person, but I look cool. Okay? Now, this is a curse. This is a problem for me. I have long hair, I wear tight pants, I have an eyebrow piercing, okay, and I usually am holding I usually have a guitar on my back. So here's what happens to me a lot in airports. Ooh, are you famous? And here's what, what I usually say is no, but here's what runs through my head. Number one, if you have to ask me if I'm famous, I'm not, motherfucker. Number two, <laughs> <laughs> number two, thanks for making me do all that math about my fucking life. Right. You goddamn demon. That yeah. happens to me every time I'm in an airport. Ooh, are you, are you somebody I should know? Are you famous? No. That's not cool. That doesn't make you feel okay. That makes me feel real not okay. Well, we're here at the end of another episode. It's fun, fun talking one. with you. What's that? That was a fun one. I had a good time. It was a good time. Well, all right. Join us next time. We'll have some more stuff to talk about. Until then, I'm Bob Schneider. I'm okay. You're okay. I'm Clint Wells. I'm not okay. And there's no way you're not okay. Wait, okay? <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Peace. See you next time.